Hey, business building warrior, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I am Jim. I'll be your host today. We're bringing on a couple guests in just a moment. It's a couple of our latest coaches. Actually, one of them's been a coach with us for a while. The other one's coming on board and we're sharing their story. It's a married couple. It's Robin and Brian Olson. And Robin's just joined our coaching team. And we're going to share a little bit of their story. They've got a mid-six-figure business that's selling right around a 20% net profit, completely outsourced, automated. Their team does all the work. They monitor the numbers and kind of massage the edges of the business. But the real work is done by their team, which is what's brought their net margins down a little bit. But this is an incredible story because it's a perfect example of climbing the pyramid of opportunity on Amazon. Starting off with the basics, learning the basics, getting into the replens model, which is where they really did very well for quite a long time. And they're still doing a lot of replens. About half their business is still the replens model. And as a reminder, that's the model where 95% or more of the dozens of recent podcast episodes have been students who follow that model. It's not about scanning barcodes. If you're scanning barcodes exclusively, you're not doing the replens model. It's completely different than that. Actually, there's a video in our Facebook group. If you go to silentgym.com, get into our free Facebook group, right at the top, I've posted a video. It's like a little sheet of paper looking that says 99% of all new sellers should start with replens. It's a 20-minute video. Go watch that video. It explains how easy it is to get into that model and find profitable inventory all over the place. And that's kind of what we talk about today with Brian and Robin. They've developed a system. Actually, the course is out now. There's a link in the show notes to this episode. We don't have a website for you as I'm recording this, but by the time we put this episode out, we will have a website associated with this new course. And it teaches you how to use the tool called Keepa to generate lists of great ASINs that you can go by using the replan strategy. It's a step-by-step process. Step one, step two, step three, do this, do this, do this. Then based on where you live, what stores are around you, that sort of thing. You've got a list of ASINs that you can go source that are profitable items for you to sell. It's a phenomenal system. It's one of about 15 different ways that we've discovered to find lists of profitable Amazon inventory. It's different for everybody who uses the system. So it's got this beautiful randomized element to it where you're not going to be pulling the same stuff that another person using the system is. It's, it's different based on your location, your experience, the kind of stuff that you've sold maybe already even. So it's a beautiful way to find inventory, which is what we love teaching you how to do. Because once you know how to do that, the sky's the limit. So that new course is available. If you're a proven Amazon course student, huge discount. Details are on that link, again, in the show notes. If you're a coaching student of our community, as is with the case with almost all the new content we produce, you're going to get that new course for free. And it should be available immediately. As the time we're publishing this, it should be already available to you in the learning portal for the Proven Amazon course. If you're not a Proven Amazon course student, now is a great time to get in provenamazoncourse.com. That gets you access to all of our Amazon training content. When we bring new content in, it's there for you. It's just a great way to stay up to date with just-in-time education on your Amazon business. So what else are we going to talk about today with our guests? Brian and Robin Olson. They have been building a brand with us. 
They've been working through the system that we teach at provenbrandbuilding.com. That's another module that will be inside the Proven Amazon course once it's built. But this module talks you through how to build a brand using popular brands that already exist in the marketplace, name brands that you recognize and probably walk right by in the store every day, creating a creative, unique bundle or a multi-pack that doesn't exist yet, putting it in your branded box. Now you've got a unique listing or a unique ASIN, as it's called on Amazon. Each new listing on Amazon gets assigned an ASIN. That's an identifying number for that listing. And it belongs only to you. No one else can compete. Even though you're selling name brand product that anybody could easily source, they can't sell on your listing because you've got it in your brand. It's a beautiful concept. They talk about their experience with that today a little bit. And I think that's enough of an introduction. One thing I will throw before we jump into this episode, if you don't know what Humminbird is, this isn't a sponsor. I'm actually a part owner of this company. Our team has developed this service out of necessity because so many sellers in our community are building brands. They need trademarks. They want to create great looking listings. They need quality images, that sort of thing. Humminbird, there's a link in the show notes today. It's H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D.com. We can help with trademarks, that sort of thing. We've got a lot of experience helping brands launch the right way on Amazon. We'd love to help you out as well. We've got a bunch of success stories at this point. Very skilled. That Some of the people who are on the team are working with some of the biggest brands in the world at any given time. But we've got great discounts because they're friends of ours. They're on our team and they can do great work very inexpensively for you if you need that sort of thing. So I don't mention it often enough. Well, that's quite an introduction, but I'm excited to introduce to you Today, our latest coach who's just joined our team and her husband who's been on our team for a while. And we're going to get them on the line right now so you can get to know Brian and Robin Olson. Enjoy. So Brian and Robin, welcome to the show. Hi, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having us again. Great to have you back. back. Yeah. Well, I want to hear what's been going on since last we talked and get the listeners updated on some fun things that are coming. I'll let you take the microphone for a minute, you know, recap for us real quick. Okay, awesome. Well, last time we talked, it was uh, kind of the height of COVID, stay at home or lockdown, however you want to put that into quotes there. And we had just moved, well, just experienced like a huge amount of merchant fulfilling because the Amazon warehouses were like accepting very few items. And man, we were busy. I remember telling uh, the story back then that we would go to the store. We would come home with $1,000 worth of stuff. We would list it all at the same time. And then we learned our lesson because it would also sell at the same time. And then we would be up until like two o'clock in the morning packing boxes, which which was, uh, you know, interesting. A lot of uh, merchant fulfilled back then. Just Yeah, a lot lot of merchant fulfilled. Into the warehouse. Just list and sell, ship. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think we were targeting 750 for for that year, which was 2020. Um, we didn't hit 750. I think we hit 675. So we were a little bit shy of our goal, but uh, in terms of top line sales. But we actually, from that point on, continued to outsource our business. And today we're, I would say, 100% outsourced in terms of our shopping and shipping. And uh, Robin is now full time, kind of running running point on all the operations stuff. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That's okay. So Robin, fill me in. What's that mean to run point? You guys have outsourced a lot of the segments of your business. What's your routine look like? We have shoppers and shippers that in different cities 
that take care of that for us. And so I give them a list, a buy list every week. I answer all the questions. You know, there are always questions when they're in the stores, you know, should I get this or that? Or this isn't the same price. Mm -hmm. Take care of those kind of things. I do most of the sourcing so that we have shopping lists and um, manage all of the business stuff, you know, administrative kind of things. You monitor the account health, I imagine. That's Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, I got you. Okay. We have a checklist that we go through every single day with our account health, our our, um, account, you know, bank accounts and all of that kind of thing. Just make sure we have a touch on everything every every day. Are you managing the pricing then too? Mm Mm-hmm. You have a repricer? We have a repricer. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I didn't realize you guys are in a bunch of different cities. For somehow, somehow I'd forgotten that. So talk me through that a little bit. You're in multiple cities. How's that work? It works good. We started out with the city in Colorado, and that's where you know we live in Denver. Mm-hmm. And then we expanded into central, I know, south central Ohio, which around Cincinnati. And that we we did that because there's some regional stores there that we don't have here. So I'm thinking stores like Meyer and Aldi and Menards even are, are those three stores we didn't we can't shop from um, in Denver. So we made a I remember um, right after the Proven Conference of 2019 we made a trip out to Cincinnati mm-hmm. and spent some time with Robin's brother and his family and uh, ultimately worked with his daughter to start shopping some of those regional stores for us. And that was like our first foray into outsourcing. So she was originally like buying a few items for Aldi and Meyer and, and that sort of stuff. Then she actually relocated to Orlando. So our business moved, you know, a big portion of our business moved and because she kept growing the amount of things that she was shopping and sending in. So um, that's how Today we or how we ended up in 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 Denver, Colorado, and Orlando, Florida. Denver, Colorado Springs. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. It's Denver, and, Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Orlando. Yeah, so right. three cities. So mm-hmm. so this is your shopper in Orlando. This family member, she mm-hmm. does all the prepping too. Sends it in with your labels on it, so you never mm-hmm. see or touch the inventory. You're just sending her a shopping list. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's a, that's a fantastic model. Really, there's no reason that you can't scale with that model. Right? We've had some discussions around perhaps we're thinking too small in that space because we're running it still out of out of people's living rooms, but or or basements, what have you. But but it works. It works really well for us. I mean, one of our prepper, shipper, shopper people, our subcontractors all say in Colorado Springs, they she gets a lot of our wholesale materials delivered to uh, to her house. So like. 18 wheeler drives up right in front of the house and, you know, <laughs> yeah. they bring a pallet of stuff in there. And so, you know, it's yeah. fun. Well, one of the benefits of that model too, is I'm just thinking out loud with you guys is for your online sourcing, you've got multiple delivery addresses. So yes. if someone says, Hey, yes. only five per address. Like, well, yeah. all right, we got eight yeah. addresses. All right. Yes. We can order 40. Everyone else can only order five. We just so, ran into that. In fact, with one of the big box stores, they don't ship to our address. So mm-hmm. we have to look and see if they'll ship to Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a great idea. And I really do like the model of having people just work from home until you absolutely simply can't. Mm-hmm. You spread it out, people working from home. You're more like an amoeba instead of a structure that's Mm -hmm. planted. You can move, people can move, change cities. And uh, what a flexible, interesting business model this is. I love hearing all the great ways people are doing this. 
You so, know, we get to we get to spend a little bit of time chatting with our niece in Orlando, and right. we didn't know because we weren't doing. Uh, we basically were just providing a shopping list, mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that we were sourcing were in store, like they were retail arbitrage. And um, we we got to talking with her, and come to find out through the pandemic and the supply chain issues and all that kind of stuff. And she would tell us, like, she's like, yeah, I'm going to the store, but there's nothing there. Like the shelves are pretty wiped out again. And so through the summer um, of 2021 and into the fall, she basically transitioned to where 90% of the list we were giving her, she was buying online. Mm-hmm. So, I, and we didn't, we didn't realize that at the time. Uh, that wasn't we were, an important detail to you. As long yeah, as yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't for us. Yeah. Except when I'm telling other people, like, you know, <laughs> we do some RA and OA. Well, it turns out we only do like 10% RA. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, Robin, you mentioned you're the one that's primarily looking for new inventory. (laughs) And I know that we've got some content that you guys have created that we're about to launch. So I don't want to segment into that quite yet. We will in a few minutes. But how are you finding those new replens besides that new strategy that we're going to dive into here in a few? Because I know you've got that in your pocket as well. We're going to share that with everyone today. But how else are you finding replens? Well, that is that is a main way that we source just because we can get a lot at once and keep things going. But we do have a we we have kind of a long list of listings that we can sell on. We have sold on before, but they come and they go. Mm-hmm. They're good today, maybe not good, you know, in a week. But then they come back. Some of them are seasonal. Some of them just go up and down. So how do you keep track um, of that? Do you have it? Feel like you got it dialed in, or is it kind of random feeling that you Robin? (laughs) Well, we have a, we have a spreadsheet that we fill every, every week based on, we pull in information from inventory lab to tell us what sales that we've had. We pull in information from Keepa to tell us what, what's selling right now and what it's selling for. And we take that information and put it together with our list of ASINs. We bring everything to the top. That's the best go down until we run out of money and Sending people out to shop. <laughs> that is a great system. <laughs> I, I love the creativity of this community. Everybody has a slightly different take, a slightly different system. I mean, we're all kind of doing the same thing mm-hmm. with the replens model specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. We're all kind of doing the same thing, but it's just the way we get to that destination, it's always different. It kind of reflects the personality more than the you know system that we've pushed on everybody, you know, it's yeah. just kind of well, a, there's know, almost a, there's almost a randomness to it. It's just fascinating for me. We so, all, we okay. all have our own sort of areas of expertise right? yeah, as individuals, right. right? Some of us excel in, in developing relationships. Some of us excel in, well, this is two examples I'll use here, relationship building. And then some of us excel with data analysis and, and spreadsheet manipulation, but we have skills there, right? We've got skills. Mm-hmm. And so um, some people will, you know, go buy a, a third-party tool for that, which is great. We developed our own in-house thing, which is, you know, we come from an IT background. So we've never been uh, very big fans of, say, a homegrown solution when it comes to the stability of a business. But but today, that's kind of what we're using and, and it does work for us. And so our business does look a little bit different from yours and yours looks different from anyone else's because we all sort of bring our own flair to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the spreadsheet that we use for, for our business, for example, is it's a shared Google sheet and there's eight or nine columns for shoppers. Mm-hmm. And we all know you, we can click a tab for each store. So we like, Hey, I'm getting ready to walk into a Walmart. 
click the tab. I've got my column. If I find some stuff while I'm shopping for my family, throw it in the cart, add it to the spreadsheet. It deducts automatically when we check it in and adds it to our image. I mean, it's just beautiful, but it's kind of a custom solution that we've come mm -hmm. up with out of necessity because of the size yeah. of our shopping team, which is fairly unusual. We got a lot of shoppers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, each you kind of find a find your niche. And then we got other people that's they just take pictures of store shelves and mm -hmm. find replants and shop for it themselves and send it in. I mean, that's right. a couple hundred thousand dollar a year business if you're hustling. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah, there's so many different ways to do this. I, I love yeah. hearing about that. So, okay, well, let's go ahead and transition over then because I just want to make sure we covered all the different sourcing strategies that might be on the table today. But it sounds like you guys are pretty dialed into this new strategy that we're going to be sharing with the entire community very soon. And, and I know we've got the, the content developed. Brian, you did an awesome job on that. So talk us through what that is, this unique take to... Uh, and it's something you presented in December at our virtual conference as well, for those who may have seen that. Yeah. Well, so just to give you... A, we, we've got a little bit more in terms of sourcing. We call it uh, sourcing basics, which is... I call it the funnel sourcing method. And it is something that Rob and I developed together. And it really puts a system around the sourcing process. Because, you know, I remember when I was first trying to figure out how to do this Amazon thing, I was bouncing around from, you know, one part of the store to the next. And I, and I would look at something like trash bags and I would, you know, pick up a hefty and I would look it up on Google or on, on Amazon and I go, oh, that one's not profitable. So I can't make any money in trash bags. So then I would go to, you know, comforters or pet food or whatever. And just, it was kind of a onesie twosie approach. And um, what we learned throughout our, that process was that we look at a, a particular product line or a type of product like a tube of toothpaste. And you don't just squeeze a little bit out and then throw the tube away. You use every last bit of toothpaste in that tube, right? And so for us, it's like picking a particular type of product and we'll start very high level. And I like to imagine the signs that hang from the ceiling in the store that kind of tell you what's in that aisle. You know, it doesn't give you very specific items. It's very broad. So baking supplies or condiments or sundries or, you know, bedding, things like that. Right. And we kind of dump that into the top of the funnel and then we kind of niche it down. We niche it down in a number of different ways. It could be brand, it could be dietary, it could be, any number of things. Amazon gives you a ton of great ideas for how to niche down. And then source every single item in that space, which I know sounds tedious. And believe me, when I went to the Proven Conference and first heard uh, Jimmy Smith up there on stage saying he had 800 ASINs, it just blew my mind. And uh, I was like, wow, 800 ASINs. <laughs> I came home and I was telling Rob, I'm like, 800 ASINs. And we were both like, nah, we... We don't want to do. I don't want to do eight hundred. I don't know. <laughs> That's too many. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the truth is, um, the more that you have, the more you have to choose from when you're going shopping, which is what Robin was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. So, the sourcing is a very important. It's the engine of the business, and so in addition to the funnel sourcing method, which is dumping a whole bunch of stuff in there and sort of niching it down, the latest way that we're doing this is basically taking a cross section of data right out of Amazon. That has a propens uh, that has a, what's the right word I'm looking for propensity to be like the items that we're sourcing already or that we are selling already, and then kind of skimming those, researching those to find out if they're profitable or not. Gotcha. So instead of let's say you know starting in a generic part of the or you know some random part of the store, like I'm going to start over here in in the fishing section, right? Let's find a way to 
identify products that are already like the ones that I'm going to sell. In other words, these are products that I'm getting in the stores that I like to go shopping in, whether that's the big box stores, right? The Walmarts, the Targets, the, uh, and then, then the regional stores is where this really catches fire. So the Aldi's, the Myers, the AGB's, the Ralph's, the Kroger's, ton of great stores like that where you can actually use those types of listings, those products that are already on Amazon, spider out from that and create this large list of products that are very similar to that. And then do some slicing and dicing or you know filtering it down you know, with the help of Keepa to only leave you a list of ASINs that meet all your criteria, which is so awesome. It's like in terms of the sales velocity, in terms of the price point, in terms of the, the number of sellers on the listing, in terms of uh, there's just a whole bunch of filters, you know, or what I say, knobs, buttons, dials, and switches in Keepa for you to be able to, to fine tune that to fit your specific niche or yeah, it, find a new one. Let me take a stab at and see, maybe you've got a cleaner way to describe what you just said mm-hmm. in, a, in a brief fashion. But what I just heard, and I've seen it demonstrated and it had some time to process it. So for the listener's sake, like, okay, what, what did he just describe? I, you see if this hits the nail in a brief fashion. Mm-hmm. Generate a whole bunch of ASINs that have a chance of being interesting mm-hmm. and quickly drill that down to a short list of the most interesting. Yes. I think that's well said. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, because, you know, you, you can spend your time in many different ways looking for new replants. But mm-hmm. what I love about the strategy you've got is let's use this tool, this power tool that's monitoring all these hundreds of millions of ASINs on Amazon yeah. and ask it to give us a list that makes the most sense based on what we already know about our business yeah. or we already know about the business of someone who's doing this business. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? We know what kind of stores they're hitting. Those other sellers who are selling similar ASINs to me, mm-hmm. what else are they selling? Well, you can manually go through and take a look if you want or you can generate a large list from a handful of them and yeah. quickly narrow that down. Yeah. That's what we're describing here. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a little bit more detail on that. I think where this whole thing came from was uh, from some specific store brands, right? So I'm thinking like, and I'll just, I'll use a very common one, which is Great Value, which is a Walmart food brand, right? Right. If I come across a Great Value listing and I am a seller on that listing and there are 14 other sellers on that listing, those other 14 people are doing the same strategy as me. So uh, at least on that list. A good number of them probably are. Right, right. If they're selling that that brand. And the great thing about using a store brand like that is uh, nobody has a wholesale, you know, account with Walmart, an, a formal one anyway. No. Where they're like, hey, uh, give me the give me the great value at you know wholesale price, because it's right. already wholesale, right? Right. Uh, now that doesn't mean they may not have a deal with the store manager if they're great. Right, we got an extra six cases in the back. We'll give right. them to you at a discount. You know those deals still happen, but yeah, no one's wholesaling great value. You know exactly. you're dealing with probably with ninety five percent certainty another reseller. Yep, yep, exactly right. So, mm-hmm. so we so we call it, we start with a couple of listings like that that are that are store brands. We know that nobody has a wholesale deal on, and then we gather kind of all the the other ASINs that are like that, that these people are also selling. And I say people, it's not a personal thing. It's really about gathering the, the ASIN data. It's data. Yeah. yeah. It's 14 yeah. other sellers that have publicly available data about the other items that they're That's selling. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it, I'm glad you, you said publicly available because 
we heard there's a term out there that's called it sort of has a negative connotation, right? It's called storefront stocking. And um, I don't like that term. Yeah. That's not what we're doing. That doesn't describe it. We're just doing competitive analysis, just yeah. like you would if you owned a, a mom and pop show, store, yeah. a brick and mortar store. You would go to your competitors, see what they're selling, what they're selling it. Well, I, I want to do it. I want to do a segment of this show here in a few minutes on that topic specifically because I've had it come up a few times as well, and and I feel very comfortable with it. I'd love to hear how you guys kind of describe that element of this business, and and we'll dive into that. Uh, sure, but let's stick with the data side, and then we'll okay. get to the. Did I hurt anybody's feeling with with the strategy side? And <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So, so anyway, we start with a couple of what I call seed ASINs, like that, right? It's a great value brand listing. It's a, a Equate, or it's a, a Good and Gather, or whatever those big box store brands are. Husky is another good example. And uh, if those, if other sellers are selling that, they're also likely selling things from other stores like that. So it probably matches my OARA strategy. And so we just pull all the ASINs in, and it's an amazing thing that happens depending on the on the category that you kind of start off with. And I like to say that it's kind of like if your mom has blue eyes and your dad has blue eyes, you're kind of likely to have blue eyes, right? Well, if I start with this, what I call my seed ASINs that like, if my, this seed ASIN is from Walmart and this seed ASIN is from Walmart, then I'm likely to get a lot of sort of ASINs that are from Walmart. And that's just kind of the way it works. So we like to use this strategy to leverage brands in the smaller regional stores. It's super powerful. Um, I like to use HEB as an example because they've got Hill Country Fair, which is one of their food brands. And you know that if you can find a number of listings that have Hill Country Fair on them, you can leverage, like you can bring in all the other, not all, it's constantly changing. You're never going to be 100%, but you can bring in a ton of other ASINs that are sourced specifically from that store. So if you only have one or two items from, from that particular store, by using this process, you can find 20, 30, or 40 more. And now when you go into that store, you've got a lot of things to shop for. That's and right. another great thing about uh, regional stores is that people from uh, that buy on Amazon aren't always in the areas where they can buy from those regional stores, but they may have lived there before and they know they like that brand. And that's one of the things that helps the sales. So regional stores are great. Yeah, absolutely agree. And, and when we say regional stores, there may be some fairly new listeners today. I want to be sure to accommodate them. If we feel like we're diving into the weeds on you today. Yeah. You need to study the proven Amazon course, understand the replan strategies with a few hours of study or, or get a coach, which we'll talk about that soon too, because we've got a couple coaches with us today. We'll get into that. <laughs> but once you understand the replan strategy, this stuff starts to make a whole lot more sense. So yeah. this is one of arguably 12 or 15 different really powerful strategies for finding profitable products to sell on Amazon. We're diving into this one a little deeper than we usually do, but I love that we're exposing just how expansive this opportunity can be because this is the vast majority of the new products you guys find is using this strategy. And when you say regional stores, I want to make sure everyone understands what we're saying. We're just talking about stores that aren't, it's not a Walmart, it's not everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's just in a certain, it's just in the Midwest, just in the Southeast, just, you know, in the Colorado area, maybe even, maybe it's Mm -hmm. just one location. I love those. We've got many of those, just one store. Right. (laughs) It doesn't mean everything they sell there is unique to them, Mm -hmm. but it means some of the stuff you find there might be really hard for other people to find. Yeah. Because again, the nature of this business is as a reseller means we're selling products that other people are producing. That means you're not the only one that can go buy it. 
which is why as sellers climb this pyramid of opportunity, and we'll talk about that as well with you guys today, we got a lot to cover. We might have to pick up the pace, but you start to sell some of your own ASINs yeah. as well. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, that's about half your business now, I think you said, right? That's right. Yeah, we're right. growing it towards... But as you climb the scale, this low-hanging fruit, you're excited to put $1,000 a week in the bank. And then you're like, wait, I want to scale this. I want a team. I want $10,000 a week. I want to grow. Well, you start getting into having your own products yeah. at that point. So yeah. just that was just me setting the table, making sure we're keeping everyone up to pace with where we are, bigger picture-wise. Yeah. But I think we've shared quite a bit about kind of diving into the weeds here a little bit on the data analysis, gathering all these ASINs from a bunch of different sellers, kind of how you find them. And it can be as simple as saying, hey, who else is kind of selling alongside me on some of my ASINs? Mm-hmm. What else they got that might be interesting that yeah. I could go find? Yeah. So let's dive into the, the human element of that a little bit, if you guys are ready for that. Sure. Okay. And, and let me make a few observations and then you guys pick up where we left off okay. or where I, whatever I leave out. Because uh, I've had this question pop up a few times. I've had people say, oh my gosh, I heard someone the other day saying that you can look at other people and see what they're selling on Amazon. Is that okay? I don't feel okay about it. I don't feel like I should be doing that. I feel like I got to go find it myself. Well, a couple big picture reminders. I think the most important reminder first is this is an abundance-minded community. What that means is I'll send texts all the time and I'll get them all the time from people saying, hey, dude, check out this hot ace and coaching students, mm-hmm. other friends. Like, oh, you got to get all over this one. It's smoking hot. There's 40 of us on it right now. Yeah. I'm number 41 coming yeah. in. Let's make some money together until somebody tanks the price. And then we all take a pause until that person realizes how to do math. Yeah. <laughs> and the price comes back up yeah. to where we're all making money again. Right? Yeah. That's the nature of the reselling business. The fact is there's millions of those ASINs out there. More than any of us could ever possibly hope to find. So that's the foundation we're building this conversation on. So you got to understand that first. Abundance mindset open-handed, you're never going to have, or it's rare that you're going to see an ASIN that's something you can go grab off Walmart easily, and it's in every Walmart in the country, and you're the only seller and you're making money. There's going to be another seller find it eventually, and you can both make money. And maybe yeah. there's going to be 50 sellers find it, and you all make money until someone starts to tank the price, then we all wait, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I just said. That's yeah. the gig. So once you understand that, it's a lot less intimidating to think, hey, what else is being sold, guys, that might make sense for me to sell? And rather than spending all day Saturday digging in through one listing at a time, your system says, hey, Keepa, do the, do the heavy lifting. Yeah. And that's really the brains of the operation here is the, is the <laughs> one who pointed at Robin. <laughs> yeah, uh, put together our spreadsheet empire here, which integrates a lot of this data. So we bring in like our historical sales, we bring in our profitability, we bring in live Keepa data. So when we're making a shopping list, and we do this every week, we're comparing what is our current cost, what is the buy box, and then we can basically do math because that's what Excel does um, to determine whether this is something. And then we rank everything by, by ROI. And we just shot from the top down, like Robin said, until we run out of money. And um, that ensures that we're doing our best to uh, only buy the most profitable ASICs. Now, it doesn't always work out because sure. some, sometimes you're like, oh, it looks great today. But then someone like you mentioned got on who can't do math. And, and then it, it's not good for a couple of weeks. And we may have to wait it out. Right. That happens, right? Yeah. So I, I, bet, clear, I bet you're a fan of the Pareto Principle. Yes, Robin. We are, yeah. absolutely. That's really all we're talking about. Let's yeah. focus on that top 20%. That's making us 80% of our results and, yeah. and make sure we're hitting that nice and hard. Mm-hmm. And this is just a, a way to automate that and to stay focused exactly. rather than chasing you know, quarters and dimes all day. You're chasing $20 bills instead. Yeah. With the same amount of energy, you're making a lot more money. And, and yeah. that's 
It's all about improving your process. Yeah. Right. And theoretically selling, having to handle less items. So for example, when we were in the height of COVID there and we were selling four or 5,000 units a month, that was a lot of work for our team. That was a lot of work for our team. And so uh, we've really changed our model since then where, where we're doing a much higher priced items in terms of average sale price. So we're doing less than half of what we were doing before in terms of monthly volume. But sales numbers are the same, profit numbers are the same, but it's less work for the entire team. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, you've really put an engineering mind to the whole model. And I love something you pointed out earlier that you can take a very relational approach to this business and do well. Mm-hmm. You can almost take an artistic approach to it yeah. you know, and do well. And you, you, or you can take an engineering mind mm-hmm. and do well. There's just so many different angles to take with this. So let's make sure we've hit the human element though, because I, okay, we did yeah. get a fair Sorry. amount of pushback. Yeah. Sorry. Not I, I, a lot. Yeah. No, I, that, that's my job. I'm the host. So you guys can okay. go wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> but we got it, you know, not a lot, but a couple of people have said, oh, I just don't feel right looking at someone else's account. This is public data. It's downloaded mm-hmm. daily by all the software API tools out there. It's very public. And yet mm-hmm. it still works at a huge scale. So mm-hmm. don't be nervous about it. I mean, I had a senior vice president of Amazon tell me, we can't possibly keep up with the demand on our own shelves, mm-hmm. filling our warehouses. We need the third-party sellers. There aren't enough of you. We're actively recruiting you. We need more of you. We're not as good at this as you guys are. Speaking yeah. to the you know million and a half of us that are actively doing this, it's growing. The ASINs that are underserved right now is far bigger than it was a week ago. And it's going to be even bigger two months from now. We're not keeping up. That's my perspective. The underserved ASINs on Amazon are abundant, especially right now when there's you know shortages and supply chain and all that other blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. It's getting harder for them to fill a shelf with good stuff. You can get paid really well to go pull stuff off of local shelves and just stick it in a bigger audience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. And you know, Robin made an analogy earlier about like, and the one I like to use is if I own a kitchen store or if I was thinking about opening a kitchen store and there was already one across town, I would probably go over to that kitchen store and find out kind of what they're selling, right? Absolutely. And, um, and if they had a product, let's say that that uh, I'm keeping tabs on my competition because I want to make sure I don't get Uber, right? I don't, I don't want to get blown up when I can go out of business. So it's actually in our best interest to keep eyes on the landscape of the market that we are in. And that's, and that's really what this is. I mean, you could use it in, in that angle, but it really helps fill that need as well as identify some opportunities for us that we may not have seen before. So to just tie, put a bow on that particular analogy, let's say I did go into your kitchen store, Jim, and I noticed that you were selling this uh, OXO branded, you know, measuring cup set. Well, I, and I didn't have the OXO branded measuring cup set. So I would call my supplier and say, Hey, where do we get these, these OXO measuring cups? And they would say, we don't actually have that, but you can get it from this supplier over here. Well, so I'm going to open up account with that supplier and um, then I'll start selling those OXO measuring cups. That's, that's really what this is. That's, that's all this is. Hey, Business Building Warrior, sorry for the quick interruption. Just wanted to make sure and remind you about our tremendous sponsor, Payoneer.com. If you need funding, up to $750,000, flexible repayment terms, no credit check. They love Amazon and Walmart sellers. They want to help you grow. Payoneer.com slash funding for 10% off the fees. Be sure to tell them we sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
well, so I'm going to open up an account with that supplier and um, then I'll start selling those OXO measuring cups. That's, that's really what this is. That's, that's all this is. It's the exact same thing. It, you know, but what I like about the Amazon, there's a, there's a little more of a cooperative spirit among, I would say, the replen sellers in mm-hmm. this. We're on several ASINs that if it went to zero inventory for, say, two months, that ASIN is now dead. Amazon has eliminated it. And none of us can get our hands on more than two or three at a time in this thing. But yeah. together, the 20 of us keep it in stock and keep it smoking. So yeah. it's like we're all carrying this opportunity together. None of us can float it ourselves. Right. There's a lot of ASINs we're on that way. It's like we're scrambling to try to get two or three at a time because that's, they're valuable. But right. you can't order 50 of these things. Nobody can. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So there's a very cooperative spirit among these replant sellers to where I'm like, yeah, five more sellers on the ASIN, please come on, help us keep this mm-hmm. thing in stock. Because as long as it's selling at a good clip and it's ranked well, Amazon likes that ASIN. But as yeah. soon as we all go away and run out of stock and you see that sales dip, Amazon's going to throw it on page 400, never to be seen again. Mm, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Right. And, and so we there's all a lot to. of the cooperative advantages of us working together in this regard. Now, I don't think any of us are ever going to publicly create a database that says, hey, here's all my replens that are selling. The be- here's my top 20%. Right, right, right. We've all got that bottom 80%. And that's part of where that line is of like, okay, I'm not going to show you. Although I have had coaching students in our community say, hey, Jim, thank you. Here's my entire replen ASIN list. I just <laughs> appreciate you, man. Do whatever you yeah. want with it. I've yeah. had students do that. Did I abuse it? Of course not. Did I publish it for everyone else? Of course not. But is that a, that's just a sign of the kind of community this is among those of us doing this business. I think bottom line, there's not enough of us. There just yeah. isn't. And right. we've got abundant evidence of that. So, Well, well last thing, just to, to... The example I like to share with people if they have a concern about that. And I did get this feedback one time. It was like, wow, someone... You know, I feel like I'm stealing from someone who went through all the trouble to to stock their store with all these awesome ASINs. So it's their work, right? And the truth is, it's a community listing. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing that was about, that was theirs to, maybe if they created the listing back, you know, in 2015 or 2016. But when you create a community listing, you know what you're in for, you're going to have competition. And that's really all this is. These are already community listings. So they're out there for anyone to already take a look at. And all we're doing is finding a way uh, what we've devised here is a way to find those listings without having to search Amazon for show me all of the equate listings that could be profitable for me. Yeah, right? we've, just, we've sped up the process. That's yeah. what this new content is. And yeah. here's, and people are going to be able to get it very soon. We'll stick a link in the show notes today. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure what domain name we're going to use. or But it, it's going to be part of the proven Amazon course eventually yeah. at no cost. Mm-hmm. But it's also going to be something we're selling separately like we do with all of our new content. And for those who don't know, the way the Proven Amazon course is set up, it's like a library of just-in-time content to help you grow your business. So think of it as Netflix. So when a new movie comes out, like right now the new Batman movie's out, it's not on Netflix. If you want to wait a while, it will be. We all know it'll be there eventually. So you can go see it in the theaters, which means you pay a few bucks, or you can just wait. And it's part of your $29 a month Proven yeah. Amazon course content. And we don't know exactly how long that'll be. We'll probably stick all that in the show notes on the website as well. But so those who want to go ahead and grab it, if you're a proven Amazon course student, there'll be a huge discount on the course that Brian's describing, Brian and Robin have put together. And if you want to see the presentation where Brian presented it, more nuts and bolts and screenshots and demonstrated, that's why we created a course. People loved that presentation. Well, that was in our December 
2021 proven conference, the virtual conference. So hopefully that gets everybody a bit up to speed here. Contact support if you have questions on any of this. But I think that puts a lid on that that tool, who should use it, who it's for, what it does. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to move on a little bit and talk about a couple other subjects, um, sure. not the least of which is we're speaking with our latest coach on our team. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been with us for a while, Brian, but mm-hmm. I heard you recruited a great new coach. Why don't you fill us in a little bit? Well, this is the the secret is now out. Uh, the secret, the secret to my success or my secret weapon actually has always been Robin. Uh, she's my, of course, biggest cheerleader, and she's been uh, a part of my coaching experience as a coach um, from the beginning. She is, she feels as passionate or more uh, passionate as I do about the success of of the people that we're working with, and for a long time. Uh, I would finish up my sessions at night and I would go out and tell Robin, you know, okay, so tonight I had, you know, so-and-so <laughs> and their challenges were this. And then we would brainstorm together like, oh, you know, how can we better serve um, these students and help them, you know, teach them, you know, the things that we know. And finally, I was like, you know, Robin, you just got to come do this with me because we'll be so much better as a team. And I finally convinced her. <laughs> What do you think, Robin? Welcome aboard. I'm excited. I'm really excited to be able to be firsthand part of this ability to serve other people and share what we have learned, help people to avoid some of the mistakes that we've made. And that's all we can do is just share what we've learned, um, share what we do and what we've uh, learned from other people. And I'm really excited to be part of that. I love to see married couples kind of come into the coaching program as coaches. Because I know I'm getting two for the price of one. And I just know that the extra value that's kind of baked in. But we yeah. do have a, a pretty cool organizational structure as well, where you know we've got, we've got team leaders and teams of coaches, and you guys are starting your own team. And I actually met one of your new coaching recruits yesterday, who's, nice. who's kind of slowly coming on board and will be coaching with us before too long. Yeah. Um, it's kind of forming your own community of coaches to serve. And we're coming up on 40 coaches at this point, which blows my mind. And wow. um, I know so few of you as well as I'd like at this point. Yeah. It's, just, it's, yeah. it's outgrowing my ability to kind of build relationships with all of you. But I'm just thrilled to welcome you aboard, Robin. I know Brian's been doing a great job with us and you're the secret sauce apparently. So now mm-hmm. the secret's out. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yep, no doubt. It's going to be a fun season we're getting into for sure. Just um, all that, you know, we measure our success around here by success stories. And, mm-hmm. and we're getting a lot of them. So yeah. welcome aboard. Yeah. Appreciate the two of you for that. Well, let's talk a little bit about a subject we cruised past earlier, but I think will be interesting for some folks. And I always talk about that pyramid structure. And just to fill folks in what I'm talking about there, then I'll let you guys speak to this a little bit. But when I say a pyramid structure, I'm talking about it's that, that wide base at the bottom is pretty much anybody with a, with a smartphone and an Amazon seller account can go scan barcodes in a clearance aisle and find a few dollars here and there. That's like the introductory level. And that model kind of caps out. Maybe you can sell $100,000 a year and put 20,000 of that in the bank, you know, and part-time effort. Maybe you go full-time, you can do a little bigger numbers than that. But it's a lot of frustrating Saturdays, kind of like hitting yard sales can be. Mm-hmm. You know, some days you make money, some days you don't. You scale up into the replens model. Very robust. We've got five and $6 million a year plus couples doing this, you know, out of a small warehouse, just the replens model, you get into wholesale, you get into next building your own brand. And we don't like to start new sellers there, launching unique ASINs, unique listings on Amazon that belong only to you. But you guys are starting to get into that now. And you said earlier, that's half your business now. 
Talk me through that. How are you finding them? How are you learning these skills? What's that look like? Yeah, I will tell you. I When we first got started, in fact, the same year that we started the business, we I don't know what it was, but I, I kind of talked with Robin, who used to work. Robin was an IT director at a law firm. And uh, one of the lawyers in the firm worked for, uh, did trademark and patent registration. <laughs> and we had heard a little bit about having uh, the brand, uh, getting into the brand registry program on Amazon. So uh, Robin reached out to her friend who had relocated to New York, but you know we're still obviously in touch. She's a great friend, and she helped us get through the brand, uh, get through the trademark process, the trademark registration process. But all, again, all this happened like during the height of COVID. So. Um, we submitted the registration like towards the end of 2019. And then, you know, a couple of months into 2020, everyone's going home. And like the amount of trademarks that were going into registration in 2020 blew all the records away. And what would normally be a four to six month approval process turned into a nine month approval process. And so um, we got our trademark approved towards the end of 2020. And then we were, okay, we were like, okay, we got it. What are we, what, oh, what so we going to do now? <laughs> what are we going to do now? Yeah, you know, this is this this is it. This is what we signed up for. You know, yeah. how are we going to leverage this? And so, honestly, uh, we we specialize in the uh, what where we've had the most success on Amazon has been in the food space. So we leveraged our trademark into the food. Basically, our our proven the proven brand building that Nathan has going on right now is exactly what we do, and um, it just allows us to create some private listings, more or less, that uh, it's more, obviously not less. It's, <laughs> it's the most private that it can be and create some unique... We've always specialized in bundles, multi-packs, and variety packs. That's mm-hmm. our thing. So now we can do bundles, multi-packs, and variety packs of our own listings that... It, I don't want it to seem uncooperative, Jim, like you were talking about. Like it's a very cooperative group and the, re- the replens model is that. But it's awesome that we can add value in a way that no one else can and then be able to um, avoid the price tanking situations that come along. And it certainly has its own other set of challenges, to be mm-hmm. sure. Um, but we're really excited about it. And it took us a while to kind of find our, our groove there, but we did. And, and uh, today, you want to talk about some of the supply chain issues we've got? Yeah, before that, I, wanted, I just want to oh, mention okay. that one of our, our big challenges was... Uh, learning how to do keyword research. And so we've developed now a system for keyword research and a limit of when we put something together, we have a system to tell us whether it meets the standards that we want, we'll have the best chance to be successful with that listing. Of course, we get all that together. We have successful listing. It's selling like hotcakes. We're bringing it in, put it out all day long. Boom. And then all of a sudden, Boom. We can't get that one piece of your package anymore. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, the supplier is not bringing it to the distributor. The distributor is not giving tests. Oh, so that one piece of your bundle, else. which if you're selling a bundle, a collection of items, it's got to match the picture. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You right. can't change the ASIN and take an eraser and go, okay, this ASIN doesn't have that piece anymore. <laughs> it's a new ASIN. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so then when you have a new ASIN, you can put it together, but then you have to you know, bring it all back up to speed and get it ranked and right. all of that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's some of the issues that we've had recently. They're getting, in some cases, getting better. Some cases we're still waiting, but supply chains, if that's one of the things that we, uh, 
it's like, you know, struggle with like I say, the, the, the challenges that you have in that space is it's a whole new set of challenges. The, the, the game changes from finding uh, a profitable ASIN to finding a soft spot in Amazon for a specific mm-hmm. set of keywords. Mm-hmm. And so the, the whole keyword research skill comes into play, you know, product photography comes into play, mm-hmm. writing compelling content or yes. A plus content for your listings comes into play. It's a little bit of a different game because on the replant side, you don't really care. The pictures, actually, if, if you listen to Jimmy, will say the listings are better when the, when the pictures are crummy, right? Yes. And sometimes yeah. that's absolutely it, true. Yeah, it's true, right? Yeah, with replants, look for ugly pictures. Exactly, right. <laughs> that's the gold. Yeah. There may <laughs> only right. be two bullets. There may be only, you know, one line of product description, but the thing sells like, you know, it's just consistent. Mis-sellings. Right? Yeah. Well, right. I'll let you in on one of our, one of our best replants. Just gold for us. Mm-hmm. The description says it's. I think it says it's like a 19 ounce product, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist as a 19 ounce product. Mm-hmm. It only comes as an 18 ounce product. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first question that everyone's asking down at the bottom is, "Hey, this is actually an 18 ounce product, right? It says 18 ounce on the picture, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's 18. Sorry, we typed out wrong and then never fixed it." So mm-hmm. it scares everyone away. He's out looking like, oh man, I oh, found the 18, yeah. but I can't, can't find, find 19 ounce. <laughs> There's like yeah. nobody else selling on it. We're just selling it like crazy. Yeah. Those little yeah. slightly off listings yeah. could be things of beauty for you as a replin seller. Right. But yeah, you start selling your own branded product and now you're yeah. the one who's on the line having created. And we didn't create that ASIN to be very clear. Someone else did a long time ago. Right. We're sure. just selling on it. Mm-hmm. But when it's your own ASIN that you've set up your own listing, yeah, the bullet points, the keywords, the picture, all this, mm-hmm. it's a different world. Mm-hmm. But the risk pool changes from someone tanking the price to supply chain can't get that anymore. <laughs> right. right. And, and when, and there's one, there's a, one strategy of selling, like, you know, I'll sell six of the same flavor. And if that flavor is not available, then, okay, great. I'll, I'll also sell all the other five flavors, right? In, in the same but what the thing that we are special our specialization is in the variety because you know well if you like this flavor you might like these other flavors and why don't you get a variety pack to try them out right or like you know a couple of uh, a multi pack of the most popular flavors or something like that and so when one of those goes out of stock then it's like oh but but it has a plus side too right the plus side is it forces us to expand the business mm-hmm. and we have to find a new listing or a new product to replace that one. And that one will come back someday. And that has happened to us. The, the product that Robin talked about that was like, we couldn't keep it in stock because we were selling so much of it. Problems to have, right? right. Um, and, and now we can't keep it in stock because we can't get one of the pieces. But since then, we've created you know 22 new listings that do sell and, and have more than replaced what we lost on that one item. And we've gotten pretty good at quickly adjusting and rolling up a new a new item or a new listing sure. um, where it took us a long time before we're getting better and better at that. Yeah. Well, I'm listening to this segment of what we're discussing with a, a new seller's ears. And one of the things, one of the questions I think I would have at this point is, are we talking about products that you guys invented and had packaged? And no. Are we just talking about putting stuff that already exists in your branded box? Talk me through that. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. And that's the, what I was talking about earlier about sort of finding a soft spot in the market. So when people are searching for, uh, when there's a, a relatively high number of searches with a relatively low amount of competition, then this is kind of what I call a soft spot. And so these are branded products that, when I say branded, these are 
household brand names that that people are already buying. And so what we do is on the shelf at Walmart right now. More or less, right? And this is something that we did ex- we did uh, experiment with was using the things that we could buy from Walmart to make our own branded uh, listing as well. But we ran into supply issues there, as you stated earlier, Jim. Like a lot of the things, you just can't get enough of from the store. And real quick, a very quick aside here: as as a coach, as a coaching team, we hear a lot like, "Well, I think I want to do wholesale because there's more money in in wholesale." And we're both here to tell you that really isn't true. I mean, uh, on occasion, you'll, you'll get a better wholesale price than you can get on the shelf at Walmart. But most of the time, Walmart's going to have the best price. And yeah. um, the, the challenge that the, the benefit to going with a wholesale supplier versus Walmart is supply. Mm-hmm. So you can get, you can buy it by the hundreds from your wholesale supplier versus going to the store and buying six at a time. Um, but you'll pay more for it from your wholesale supplier. So in, in a lot of cases, yeah, especially if you're getting like, you know, we've got sellers who love Target, for example, mm-hmm. by the time you stack your coupons and discounts and you use your 5% off card, like you're destroying any wholesale supplier out there with the price right, 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 right. you're paying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah, those are the guys that can still make money even when the price tanks. Yeah. Because they're in their stack and their coupons and their discounts. <laughs> right. It's a, just again another way to do the business. Yeah. So, so we ahead. do. We have made some relationships with wholesalers to make our products and put them together. So that is where we've gotten into the wholesale space, not in the the way that a lot of people have done it, but for us, if we're going to bother to make that relationship and get those things mm-hmm. started, we're going to do it using our trademark and brand registry on Amazon. So brand registry, that's another thing. There, there are so many benefits to having brand registry that we're found in, and we're learning more and more about all the time. Are you guys going through the proven brand building class with Nathan? We'll stick a link to that mm-hmm. in the show notes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. It, yes. it is that next level up on the pyramid from replens yeah. is starting to get some of your own listings, but just putting other people's products in your own branded box, building a brand. And it needs to have some semblance of value add. Right. You know, it can't be a bottle of ketchup and a bottle of shampoo. Like, hey, new listing. It needs to have something like that's not there yet, but that's not hard to do. You can come up with a million ideas in an hour, you know, sit down with someone who's creative. Again, the artistic, artistic mind in your family, right? It's like, what goes yes. with this? Right. So you come up with those ideas and then you have to do a little more work to build the, the momentum. Like mm-hmm. you said, learning the keywords and the little... But once you've kind of boosted it, it can take off and it can be amazing. And you haven't had to go out and invent a new, better mousetrap. Right. You're selling brands that people already recognize and buy every day. That proven brand building, again, just a little aside to make sure everyone's up to speed. That is a course that all proven Amazon course students got access to for, I think, $30. It was free for all coaching students. Okay. Everyone else pays a few hundred bucks for it. It's mm-hmm. another one of those great examples, kind of like the Batman movie. Hey, it'll be in Netflix eventually. Yep. Proven brand building will be in the Proven Amazon course as one of the latest modules of the dozens and dozens of modules. It'll be there eventually, probably be a couple months from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're about three or four classes in as we're recording this. And I think he's got like 10 or 12 classes just showing you all the different things you can do once you get brand registered, A plus yes. content, make videos for your own listings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amazon loves sending traffic to videos listings that powerful. have videos, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, we've got... 
we got a couple of videos that just uh, that just took off, and um, it, do, it doesn't really matter what product because we we tend to sell like a number of variations of a particular type of product, and it doesn't matter the variation that's associated with that video; it just goes. And yeah. we've uh, for for a, for a handful of videos, it's just amazing. And these are videos, literally. Like I, I remember back in the old days, you're talking about taking videos with your cell phone; it's a little shaky, and you're yeah, just trying to sure. get people's attention. These are videos that we've just created on Canva with mm-hmm. basically some simple animation and some stock photos. And yep. uh, it really just is, it gets people's attention. Yeah. Um, people click through, the, the click-through rate is, is high. And then our conversion rate, you know, is getting better uh, in, in many cases. And uh, it's just amazing to me how much creativity we can apply to the business and how much we can control our own destiny in this space, which is so far from, you know, where, when I started in Amazon, I didn't think that I would have this level of sort of autonomy and ability to create a business that I do today. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty incredible. And I love how at every point we've discussed today, there's a relationship tie. Mm -hmm. There's no one out there doing this business, right. That's kind of sitting on an Island, learning it all, doing themselves world, leave me alone. I'm making money now. Relationships with your wholesalers, relationships in the community, your coaching, we're, mm-hmm. we're fielding some of the concerns and questions that end up becoming opportunities. You know, this this is a, you know, if we had little pieces of yarn connecting us all, it'd be a, just such a mess you couldn't follow it because these little connection points yeah. uh, and relationships. So I, I've, I've become very confident in saying the degree that you're succeeding as an Amazon seller is the degree that you are connected to other Amazon sellers, other suppliers, other wholesalers. It's not about getting database nerd skills. That's all you got. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. relationships like i don't i don't even know the answer to this question but i'm assuming you guys have built some pretty solid relationships with some of your suppliers you've had to oh sure yeah that's true and what you were saying about relationships with other sellers and other people in the community huge to us we just just having conversations with other people that you know are do somewhat the same kind of thing you know they sell on the amazon platform all of us do it a little bit different just hearing things that they say and you go, Oh, what's that tool? I haven't heard about that before. Oh, I didn't, I never thought about selling that brand before. How do you do that? Those things are huge. And we come home and then just our business blows up again because somebody shared something with us. Yeah, it really is. From the beginning, when I went to the first uh, proven conference for, for myself, I think that might've been the first year it was proven conference as well. And I, and I met Adam and I met uh, Jason and we went home sort of as a mastermind and we started having meetings. And then I got to meet other people as a part of that. And uh, Adam Wilson is the guy who kind of, he's the, his special, what do we call it? What does Lori say? Superpower. His superpower is connecting people. And he introduced us to Leah. He brought Leah, mm-hmm. which we had on the, Lee you had on the podcast here not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, she's a great coach on the team now. <laughs> Developing yet another way to creatively right. source inventory. Well, this is what I was going to say is what the, the approach that I never even thought of was to take the lists, that, that sort of that data slice that we were talking about earlier and run it through a third-party tool like she does is amazing. And it automates, you know, a lot of the sourcing process. I would say uh, it's just amazing when you start collaborating like this, you can start building and gaining momentum. And there's a ton of synergy that exists with that. So in addition to the wholesale suppliers, which is 
been very interesting as well, developing those relationships, just the other sellers. It, it's a vibrant part of this business, right? <laughs> and if you are on an island by yourself, you're going to suffer. It really yeah. is about relationships. It doesn't work. Lone wolves don't make it. Exactly. Right. And, it and the other thing I'm observing, the people who are making it, it you know, it, it's a leadership journey. I've, I've always made the observation, building a business is a leadership journey. But mm-hmm. if you're not on that track towards becoming a coach on our team, mm-hmm. you probably should be. Why not? Why aren't you? Now, maybe it's just a little side hustle and you've got 80 other things going on with your life. You're looking for a way to make 500, 1,000 bucks a week and just that's all it is to you right now. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's anything more than that, you should be on a track to leading, creating content, coaching, what unique experiences and advantages you have that you can share with us. And we yeah. can kind of all benefit together and grow the community. That's the track, the leadership track. So uh, you guys are going to be on stage, I'm assuming in August, right? Have you there? We on? You bet. We'll sure. be there. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, that was, I just asked you and so it's confirmed now. All right. <laughs> yeah. that easy. Let's do yeah. it. Well, yeah. th- this has been great hanging out with you guys. I always like to end the episodes. I know you've got somewhere you got to be before too long, Brian. We need yeah. to wrap this up. But what's that list look like of things we haven't hit yet? Did we forget anything, leave anything off? Because I don't want to leave anyone hanging or if there was anything you guys wanted to share. I think we hit the things we promised uh, as far as during our course of our conversation. What do you got there, Robin? Well, I was just going to say one thing that we do like, just so if there are new students that want to come on, we do have mindset that comes from proven and what, what you've taught before. And we call it low, low, high. Low risk, low investment, investment and high chance for success. So the really kind of like listings that. that we start people out with and help them find, they don't have to spend a thousand dollars or you know a whole bunch of money to get started. We'll show them how they can know for sure because the proven listing, they can know pretty sure, pretty low risk that it's going to turn over, and it has a pretty high chance of making them money. So that's kind of our basis for getting that. people started. I've never used that. You guys came up with that or someone else did. I've never used that, but I'm just thinking, <laughs> is that another, is that another Robin? Even yeah, Bryce, pointing yeah, Robin. Robin. Yeah. For those who are listening, he just keeps pointing at her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, because the way business has been done up until about 20 years ago, like literally all of human history until about 20 years ago was high, high, low, mm-hmm. high risk, high expense to even mm-hmm. get started, yeah. low odds of actually succeeding. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's the, I think I'm going to use that from now on. Do I need to trademark that? Do we need to trademark <laughs> that? Because it's all good. No. it illustrates just... it so well. Yeah. Exactly. Now we're in a low, low high if you're paying attention. Now there's plenty of people out there who will try to sell you this, the current opportunity packaged as a high, high, low. Yeah, that does. Why am I trying to do business the way it's always been done when the internet makes it so much easier to test small? Mm-hmm. I don't need to learn a bunch of new technical skills. I can start putting money in the bank in a couple of weeks, proving this works. Low risk, low investment. What are my odds of succeeding? Well, if you follow the, there's a reason that we have hundreds of recent success stories. We're not building rockets here or doing heart surgery, guys. Yeah, we're pulling stuff off local shelves or off online websites that are selling for a whole lot more money on Amazon because that's where everybody's shopping. Yeah, and we've been doing it for years, and it's getting bigger. It, that's that's not complicated stuff. Well, and and really, it's just a it's another way to say proven in our book. This is really nothing new for us because you know this is what we were taught coming into this community, mm-hmm. and we just Robin came up with the mon- the you know the the phrase there of low low high because it sticks right. So mm-hmm. um, so that's what we go with, and that's kind of how we 
we introduce uh, new uh, coaching students to the program that we have is, uh, you know, low, what is it? Low risk, low barrier risk. entry, low risk and high opportunity, uh, high chance for success. And, yeah. and, uh, and it's proved out. I mean, honestly, uh, Jim, the, the students that have, that have come through our program that have been successful, you've had a number of them on the podcast already. They proved it out. And then here's a cool little story. Um, you decide if you want to keep this uh, in or, or cut it out. But I know I will. That's all okay. I got to know is you think it's cool, it's in. <laughs> so a good friend of mine, uh, after a couple, uh, a few years of doing this business, he came to me and he said, hey, why don't you show my, my wife and I how to do this business? And, and, uh, and so we're like, sure, yeah, we'll show you how to do it. And it was just one of those deals where they signed up and then their account got deactivated and they couldn't get it reactivated and they didn't do anything wrong. Just, they got caught up in the, in the red tape. And then they had some family issues go on. And, and so it was like, it took like 14 months for us to finally get around to getting them set up. And uh, he's a good friend of mine from uh, high school, early days, like 16 years old. And I said, if you want, let's do this. You just do exactly what I tell you to do exactly what I tell you to do. And in a short amount of time, you're going to have a booming business. And he said, okay, I'll do whatever you say. So we helped him source the products that he uh, is selling. We helped him fund, you know, get all of his entities set up and all that, you know, get his bank accounts going and all that. And he actually uses our, one of our, uh, our outsourced prepper shipper folks. And in his third full month, he did over $12,000 a month in sales with, and he was in growth mode, so that so the profit in month three was not super impressive, but the profit in month four, where he's still into five figures, was great. And you know what? He's been completely hands off. Now he had a system that he was able to plug into with us, but uh, he took a little breath in in January and February, and now he's like, "All right, let's go back into growth mode." And so now we're going to take him to twenty five, forty thousand dollars a month, just doing the same things that we do. Yeah, it it really is plug and play. Mm-hmm. It really is. And, and it's just complicated enough to scare off the people who are easily distracted. Yeah. But if yeah. you could focus in for a couple months with us, mm-hmm. pay attention. None of it's complicated, but it does right. require focus. There is a little work. You're going to mm-hmm. cut your thumb on the tape dispenser a couple yeah. times. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. You know, we're going to be okay. This model just works. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story. What's not to love about that story? That's beautiful. Right. It's great. <laughs> It's great. Yeah. And he's that's super, what we do. Yeah. And that's he's excited. His family's excited. So, and we're excited for him too. Mm-hmm. Well, I just realized we did leave off one part. And I like to hit this with everybody we interview. How's business? What are the numbers? Just hit us with the high level, real quick. You know, whatever sure. kind of update you want to give us. Sure. So, uh, we're still hovering in the mid six figures in terms of top line sales because. Well, there's no, there's no, nothing, no excuse needed there. I mean, we're pretty proud of that, that, that we can do that. Because and, it's completely uh, outsourced. It's completely outsourced, <laughs> right? And it doesn't involve a warehouse. Like I mentioned earlier, it's, mm-hmm. it's basically in people's living rooms or basements right now. And, uh, but we've sort of felt like we've been pivoting the whole time we've been in this business, right? So we pivoted from a very low price point to a, a higher price point. We pivoted from... RA primarily to OA, we pivoted unknowingly. And then we pivoted from uh, the arbitrage model into uh, brand, proven brand building. Building the brand. Yeah. And so we're continuing to, to uh, build the brand and we're transitioning more and more of our ASINs over to that. So normally, 
I would say at this time last year, maybe 20% of our sales were attributed, attributable to the, um, to the brand. Today, that's approaching 50%. And I don't think it's ever going to be 100% because there's so much. I was just going to say that, yeah. that diversity in different strategies mm-hmm. is just as important as diversity in different listings. So I think we'll always have a little, you know, little bit in each one mm-hmm. kind of keeps us safer, keeps the risk lower. Yeah. yeah, right. And, and, and it keeps us uh, in a, because our, our everyday products and our brand is, is not super exciting. It fits the typical replans model, right? There's not a real significant bump in Q4 for those kinds of things. Right. It's but, so but, stable. Right. But we do like to take advantage of the Q4 right. um, boom. And so for that reason, we still are going to do a, a lot of arbitrage. So anyway, that's kind of where, where that's at. And our numbers have played out. I think I said 13, 15% net margin uh, being completely outsourced on our arbitrage items. Right. The great thing about the uh, branded items is we control that. And what you can't see on my board written over here is our goals, X amount of dollars profit for every new listing that we create. And we stick to that. And it's a nice, nice number. So yeah, we're probably blended somewhere around 20% margin between the arbitrage and the, and the private label stuff. But uh, we're just still excited about this every day. You know what I mean? We wake up, we go through our checklists and, and, and review our, our systems and, and status. And uh, we're just excited to be able to do this every day. I know Robin's, Robin's always saying, what do you say to me? I'm so excited. I love our life. I love our life. I love our life. Yeah. So we just love our life. That's beautiful. And how many couples get to say that? You know, I'm just such a blessing to. We are so grateful. Just one one last thing I'll leave you with here, maybe as you want to land this plane, (laughs) is uh, we we forget right that uh, we we set out to do this, which is to sort of be our own bosses Mm -hmm. in in our business, right? And um, there's such a mentality of this delayed delayed gratification in our society today. I'm big on that. Are you? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge it a little bit and just say I think that if we are always delaying our gratification, that we're not enjoying where we are. Oh, so that's good. Let, a nice yeah, balancing thought. Yes. Yeah. So so let's let's just keep in mind that we act, are actually doing what we set out to do. This is the fun part. This mm-hmm. is why we're doing it, right? So that we can enjoy our life. Enjoying day. the journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really- well, and what, where I'm big on that is it, that's one of the most valuable skills that a parent can teach a child mm-hmm. in preparation to live the kind of life you guys just described. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Because if you're all about what do I want right now, I'm going to figure out a way to get it right now. That's a disastrous way to live your life. You guys have put time, effort, and energy into relationships and mm-hmm. skills and yeah. knowledge. Effort <laughs> to be at that place now, where there's this nice blending. Life has its stages, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a disaster to not understand delayed gratification in your youth, right? Yeah. Then you this approach is... that second season of life, and it's kind of an equally disastrous to not understand. Okay, am I benefiting from the time, effort, and energy of investing into this season? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very. Yeah, yeah. We could do a whole episode on that, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Beautifully said. I love it, Brian. Well, you guys are great guests. I can't wait to see where the next season takes you guys. And thank you for helping lead this community in so many creative ways. Can't wait to launch that course. I wish we had a nice website name for you here. I don't think we do. Do we? Have you? Have we popped one out there yet? I didn't think no, so. No, I haven't seen one. We'll stick it in the show notes though, because yeah. this episode will be in conjunction with us launching that. And again, if you're a proven Amazon course student, huge discount. Mm-hmm. If you're a coaching student, it's free. 
Mm-hmm. Everyone else, you're gonna have to pay a little bit of money. Or you can just wait. If you're a proven Amazon course student, it'll be there free. And we're, of course, talking about that Keepa strategy, that advanced screenshot at a time. And Brian and I went back and forth a few times. He did it right. I mean, he steps you through. Here's how to find the other sellers. Here's how to plug them in. Here's what the list looks like when it's big. Here's the short list and how to get it. And you just have some gold sitting on your spreadsheet every day. You can do this as often as you want. It's not a one-time yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. A really beautiful model for yet another way to just find this unlimited, amazing ASINs that you can sell against as a replen seller. So, yeah. well, that's great. Anything else we forgot, Robin? We're good to go? I don't think so. We're, we're really happy to be here today. Thanks for interviewing. Oh, it, was, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys. I, I certainly benefited. So I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a second. And thank you okay. guys for spending some time with us today. All right. You gave us some of your most valuable asset. That is your time. And for that, yeah. we're very grateful. And we hope that it brings you a tremendous return, just as we always do around here as we try to pack as much value as we can into our even our free content. And so if you like that, man, you should see our paid stuff. It's good. Can you imagine (laughs) working with these two as your coach? Call our coaching office. We've got a whole bunch of great married couples and singles and people at different stages of life. One of them is a great fit to be your coach. You can go to silentgym.com and you can see a link to our free Facebook group link to all the episodes you might be missing, especially if you're watching on YouTube. We have a whole bunch of audio episodes that aren't on YouTube. So go see what you've been missing or a link to our coaching program as well. Give us a call. It's a very low pressure conversation to see if you're in a good position to maybe get this thing rocking. If you're brand new or maybe you've got some experience, we've got coaches at all levels. So give us a shout. But from the entire team, from my esteemed guests today, who I'm honored to get to work with, and from the entire crew, there's so many people that go into making this thing work around here. I just get to be the face and that's an honor. But from all of us to you, God bless you. We're in your corner. We're rooting for you. We want you to succeed. We do not see you as a competitor. We see you as a fellow business building warrior. So until next time, we'll talk to you then. Hey, before I go, one last reminder, Payoneer.com, a tremendous sponsor of this show, You can get 10% off your first fees by going to payoneer.com slash funding. Tell them you came from our program. They're going to take good care of you. Up to $750,000 for Amazon and Walmart sellers. Hey, if you're needing some funding with some good flexible payback terms with no credit check, you're going to love these guys. Go check them out. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentGym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.